Let's go, folks. Time for the Gibby Show. How you doing, baseball fans? And welcome to the debut show of the Gibby Show, your weekly podcast covering all things baseball and especially Toronto Blue Jays. We are here covering everything that goes on in the game we love. And with one of baseball's newest social media darlings, he's a big hit on Twitter, (laughs) Instagram. Uh, He's doing it all. He's the former two-time manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. He's a baseball lifer. He comes to us direct from San Antonio. My buddy John Gibbons. John, how you doing today? Welcome to the first episode of your show, man. <laughs> hey, Johnny. It's uh, I'm I'm excited. You know what? We've been kind of this has been kind of in the works for a little bit now, and it finally finally arrived here. And yeah, uh, you're you're one of my old buddies. We met in Shelby, North Carolina, in 1981 as the uh, as uh, roommates. So. Uh, yeah, we uh, we met actually. Uh, you were a number one draft pick with the New York Mets in 1980. Uh, you were signed uh, uh, to go to Shelby, North Carolina, and uh, we shared a house uh, in Shelby. And uh, we had another interesting roommate. We had two actually. One uh, really didn't make it in the game of baseball, Mike Hennessy, but he certainly has made news around the world with all of his exploits in New Jersey good or bad. Uh, but the other guy, J.P. Rashardi, who uh, became yeah. instrumental in your life. So we were all roommate, roommates back then. Yeah, believe it or not, you know, we got we had two Italians from New York and Boston and uh, two Irishmen, you know, and it was, it was, it, it, it was a, gr- a great bunch, you know. And J.P., we go way back. He gave me my first managing job, so uh, he's pretty special to me also. Yeah, it was a good group. And, uh, well, here on this show, we're going to talk baseball we're going to talk blue jays we're going to talk all the news that's going on in baseball and we're going to have a special guest segment and this week the first guest is going to be somebody that you're very familiar with uh, the current new york yankee your buddy josh donaldson will be joining us later the bringer of rain or the bringer the, of pain we'll see you had Take an interesting pick. tweet <laughs> Uh, well, you had that little video tweet of him. He was like, yeah, the, the, the bringer of pain to my ass. So that was <laughs> that got a lot of response. So we'll bring, bring it on John, uh, Josh later on to talk about it. But leading off, uh, the leadoff, the pennant races, full swing. It's hot and heavy right now. As of today, let's talk about, let's talk about the Blue Jays. Uh, they sit only a half a game ahead, but they have the top wild card spot right now. Uh, they're five and a half games in back of the lead, uh, division-leading New York Yankees. Blue Jays are on a roll. They've done uh, incredible over the last few weeks. Uh, they have a great record in September. Uh, right now in September, they're 13-5, and five, John. So Blue Jays are on a roll. Yeah, Johnny, you know what? Bottom line, they're good. They're a good ball club, you know, and, they're, uh, and they've proven themselves in the uh... – Rugged American League East. You know, they, last year they won 90 games, and this year they're, like you said, they're they're sitting in the top spot. It's funny, you know. I mean, they had a tough game yesterday. They they blew it. I mean, that happens in baseball this time of year. It magnifies. But you know what? Move on. But I was looking at the standings. Said, well, if they if they win today and they're in position to win, and the Yankees were losing, I think early, it would have been three and a half. You know, and know. and you're going, man. I mean, that that's you know that's what's so crazy and wonderful about baseball and uh, all these teams in it. You know, somebody gets hot, somebody cools off, and it's tough to win when you got to win. And the Yankees are in a position. Yeah, it was, you know, they were running away with it not too long ago. But now they had a 15 uh, and a half game lead not too long ago before the yeah. All Star break. And you know what? You remind you of the uh, when the Yankees ran down the Red Sox uh, that one year. Remember? And then the old Bucky Dent 
Oh, I was at know? that game. I was at that Bucky game. Okay, okay. So, I was so there. you know, so you're never safe in this game unless you're the Dodgers no. right now. No, yeah, the Dodgers are. <laughs> the Dodgers have already, you know, won a hundred games. Uh, they've clinched. Uh, they're doing f- fabulous. The Jays are six and four in their last ten games, but they got critical games coming up. Big, big games. Of course, they're playing the Phillies, which is not uh, in in their division. But the Phillies are fighting for their wild card spot, uh, and uh, the Jays then go in and they face Tampa Bay, and then the Yankees. It's gonna be a big week for the Jays. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you love baseball, does it get any better than this? It yeah, don't. and you know, they like you said, they play Philly, right? And Philly, what a turnaround they they've made. You know, Rob Thompson when he when he took over, uh, a good Canadian boy. He, he took over, and it's like, uh, you know, it's nothing against Joe Girardi, but sometimes things just change, makes things happen really well. And uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like John Snyder taking over in Toronto, even though they were in a good yes. spot. Uh, he's done a tremendous job there himself. So, um, But they go to Philly, and Philly, Philly's got a good team. They just got swept in Atlanta, but Atlanta's unconscious right now. Atlanta um, doesn't lose. They don't lose, and you. Any, anybody ought to know that better than you. It's the Mr. Met. You're not yeah. the guy in the costume, but you're the real Mr. No. Met. And no. they, you and know, the original uh, Mr. Met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's uh, the great Braves baseball. are doing. Yeah, it's a great baseball, and uh, uh, of course, you know, you just got back from a trip. Uh, you were on the road because you know you have been a special assignment scout for the Braves, so you're in the you're in the thick of things a little bit there yourself. I mean, watching what's going on, but uh, uh, so you know, uh, right now going uh, on with the Blue Jays. I mean, everything that's going on with them. I want to ask you right off the bat. I mean, because you were in that, you were there. You were the skipper. You saw the pressure of a team in the playoff hunt. What's the atmosphere, do you think, in the atmosphere of the Blue Jays clubhouse right now as we're heading back to the last two weeks of the season? They got, they're got they in there in the wild card. They're, they seem to be getting a little bit of distance. But what's that atmosphere like right now for these boys? Well, you know, there's uh, the, the excitement and the intensity revs up a notch. There's, there's no doubt. Um, you play major league games in April, and they, the games really matter. But now when you can see the finish line and you, everybody's scoreboard watching – there's a big intensity, you know, and uh, I think it, this is a crucial time where the, the manager, you know, the, believe it or not, even with all these superstar players and the managers kind of in the, in the, in the background, things like that, they still usually teams take on the perso- personality a lot of times of their manager, you know, and if, he, if he's a tight guy that, uh, you know, or, or he's a very loose guy, usually they'll follow. And I think it's really important this time that they that the manager shows some confidence, Um and, uh, you know, he, 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 he takes the bullet for these guys when things go bad. Uh, and it's a good time to rally. But it's, uh, you know, it gets, it's baseball. You know, baseball is really tough when you got to win. You know, yeah. you uh, – so sometimes it's, it's easier to play the game when you're chasing somebody, right? When you got that lead and it's close and you got them guys breathing down your neck, it can be awful tough. Yeah. I mean, and right now with the brackets – the way they're set up to be. If the season ended today, it would be Tampa Bay against the Blue Jays uh, for that wild card series. And in, so in, enormous, uh, enormous in Toronto, amount of pressure. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, you gotta, big. You got to fight because of the new rules in baseball. I mean, you have the brackets, and then the wild card uh, team in, in, uh, in the top seeds 
they play all the games in the wild card series at their home stadium. So that's something to fight for too. Yes. Plus, you don't want to play Tampa down in Tampa. I don't, and I don't know what it is, but it's been this way for years. And I don't, not just against the Blue Jays. It was t- really tough on us. But I think all teams, right, there's just something about the trop. I think they still call it the trop down there. And it's uh, uh, the, the, the really nice thing about it, the, the temperature's regulated. It's like 70 degrees game time because yeah. it's indoors. Other than that, you know, there's just something. We call it the house of horrors. So that, I think I do think it's important that they, they hang on to the lead and, you you don't want to play down there. And, and Seattle's kind of cooled off a little bit, but they got a heck of a team. Yes. Um, so now it's really going to probably come down to, unless it gets really crazy and something happens with the Yanks, it's going to come down juggling for that uh, that actual And, and you want to play at home. The, the Jays want to be at home for that series. They want right. to host that series. And, to, and, and Tampa Bay, they're, you know, they haven't been drawing very much in that stadium. We're on the other side of the coin. If the Blue Jays have a competitive team like they've had this year – those fans pack the stadium. They're there. They support the team. So that home field advantage this year and with this new uh, system for the for the playoffs, they're like the 10th player. The fans are going to be like the 10th player. Oh, yeah. You know what, uh, John, that place is – I mean, especially, you know, that time of year might start cooling off a little bit and they close that dome. When they close that dome and you got that many people in there and they're a ruckus crowd, you know. I think it brings out the hockey in them, you know. Uh, yeah. But – you know, it uh, for the longest time when I was coaching managers, managing there at the beginning, you know, when the team wasn't really re- relevant. You know, everybody always said, "Hey, if you guys are ever any good and get into this thing, watch this place. Not only this place, watch Canada, right?" And sure enough, we saw it in '15, and it's like I can't describe it, you know. And, and uh, I know there's a bunch of great sports venues where fans are, are, are very instrumental. This is different, right? In the and then now, in what now way? They, they, what, what, how is it different, John? I well, I mean, people, the place, a lot of places are loud, right? But there's just something about this place. It's, uh, uh, it's kind of like earth shattering. The place shakes. The place, the place actually shakes, you know, and, and, uh, and they're into it. And, you know, uh, Toronto and Canada, I mean, they got some of the best fans of baseball. I know everybody says that all the time. A lot of times, well, you know, uh, uh, but I actually mean it, you know, um, they, they they're fair. If you give them a good effort, man, they they love you. Then they, they you know they'll cheer you on. If you, you screw up or have a bad game, they, you know they won't jump ship on you like a lot of places. And uh, uh, and they bottom line, they deserve a winner. It's been a while, right? And it's not like there's thirty teams playing in Canada. No, exactly. You're the you're the lone wolf. You know, uh, so that's uh, so it's interesting to get the whole country behind you. Oh yeah, and it's uh, you know it's it's really hard to be fair and explain try to explain and be fair about it, you know. Um, uh, yeah. But just some great sports people, and they uh, you know they they were it was a long time coming. It's been twenty three years since we got in fifteen, and now we went through a rebuild, and now it's there for them again. And it, this 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 team has a chance to be really good for a, a good while because they're they're young, and they uh, they got a pretty good core. Yeah, and you got a lot of people stepping up, notable performances over the last week for the Jays, Matt Chapman. I mean, September 16th versus the Orioles, two home runs, three RBIs. Uh, Bo Bichette, uh, September 14th, uh, go-ahead, three-run homer. You have Jordan Romano in the last 30 games, four wins, 1.39 ERA, 17 saves. I mean, it just goes on and on. It seems like the entire team is stepping up right now. This is the time to do it. 
Oh yeah, that's you know that that's that's what it takes. And you tell those guys you you reeled off very talented, you know. A Chapman, they brought him over yeah. from Oakland just for this purpose. You know, he's a little more experienced guy than some of these other young kids, and uh, you know, as good a defender as you can ever find. Yeah, they, but they need. It's been kind of a up and down year for him. Let's say they need him right now, and he, he's starting to do that. You know, and then uh, you know, Big Bo, Bo, you know the 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 fickleness of sports. Bo was he drove in over 100 runs last year. I think 30, 30, uh, or drove in 100 runs and. He drove, hit 30 home runs, I think. And this year, everybody's kind of been screaming for whatever. And now he just kicked it in gear at the right time. Kicked you know, it in. That, because he doesn't panic. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Big-time players step up when you need them, and that's, uh, that's, what, that's what those guys are doing. And a bit of a milestone this week, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., youngest Blue Jays player to reach 100 home runs. And that happened on September 14th. So uh, that's quite a milestone for that young man. Yeah, I'd like to be him, you know. Or, you know, better yet, I'd like to be his yeah. agent, you know. You know? Yeah, it, uh, there you go. Uh, there you go. You know what, Johnny, when when he was first signed, I don't remember which year it was, but I was managing there, and, and the front office people came in and raved about this kid. You know, and naturally, I knew the bloodlines, and his old man was a you know, heck of a player. Oh, yeah. Future goodness. Hall of Famer, right? So you knew there was something there. Um, and they said, you know, he's obviously a few years away, but, you know, hopefully you get to see him. I, I didn't get to see him until, you know, some exhibition-type games. But he's one of those guys, the generational players, everybody says, can't miss, can't miss. You know, those, those guys are rare. Um, so he, he gets there and, he, and you know, his little, the growing pains, they all go through growing pains. But you could see you could see this guy's just a tremendous hitter, right? But, but there were people saying, hey, what's wrong with him, blah, blah, blah. It just takes a little bit of time, you know. He, he was in, he was inconsistent. Now, now he's coming off a big year last year, where you know he, he was in the running for the MVP. And if, if uh, Otani didn't go, was it wasn't a two way player, he might have won it, right? So, and then this year, he's kind of, you know, it's kind of been a hot and cold for him. I mean, you know, now he's he's probably going to be a big guy down the stretch. But for a hundred home runs that that soon in your career, I mean, those are the kind of the guys that do that are the go the guys that go on and are remembered historically in this game, right? And um, you know, so no telling how many he might hit. I'm not sure how his, what his, his dad must have hit like about three, four hundred himself. I think. Oh, so. I don't know the stick number, but he was yeah, he was just yeah, uh, he was the so complete would, player, man. So that I would be a pretty him. cool deal, you know, father son, you know. Yeah. You know, he had the Griffies and all that, but I think this would really top that. So Absolutely. yeah, but he, you know what? The bottom line is he he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be around a long time too. He's still he's still a young pup, but he's. Uh, I just hope he I hope he sticks with. Being a good hitter and not turning into a guy that chases home runs all the time, because when he came up, he was just the opposite of his dad. His dad was a free swinger; he he hit that ball with the bounce, bounce in the dirt, right? But mm-hmm. Vladdy Jr. I mean, was just a good hitter. Line, take his line drives, take his walks, and I seen a little bit lately. Seems like he's a little bit overly aggressive. You know, that's when he gets him in trouble, and because uh, you know people start complaining about hey, not hitting enough home runs. Well, he's young enough to you know be influenced by that. So I hope he sticks to who he is. And a complete hitter. Then there's no telling how good he's going to be. So, but uh, it, he's a big part of this. To, it's going to be exciting to see the playoffs. I mean, it's just uh, uh, you know, for me personally, uh, I'm looking forward to the playoffs uh, more this year than ever before because of the new format. And my dream, my dream is something that didn't happen in 2015, and that was having the Mets and the Jays in the World <laughs> Series. Are you blaming that on me? Maybe you should. I got to take the. <laughs> I am not blaming it on you, John. <laughs> I was just hoping for it. You know, I was like, well, well, your, uh, your that, that would have been, a, that been dream for me. 
yeah, it yeah, did. You know, but did. we yet yeah, we you know we I'm not going to say choked at all, but uh, it was just a it was a comedy of errors in many many spots, and uh, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking, and. Uh, uh, hopefully oh yeah, you know, be but different, you know? that's the beauty of this game. You know, you it think is. you got this thing, you got fig- once you think you got it figured out, you're done. You know, <laughs> that's right. But you, uh, have, you don't have it figured out. You know, 15 was a year I thought we should have won it. Yeah. I mean, when I say won it, won it all. Yeah, 16. I don't think we were quite as strong. We we're a different kind of team. But so I have, re- yeah, I definitely have regrets about that. You know, um, but Kansas City, I'm telling you, Kansas City played a different style of game, and they played it as good as you can ever they play did. it. You know, they did. So it was yeah. a, it was a, it was a good series. But uh, this year it's going to be great, and I can't wait for it to get started. I mean, there's a lot going on in baseball. I mean, a tremendous amount. I mean, just we're watching Albert Pujols. Now this guy is finishing up his career. Yeah, he's now just two homers away from 700. He's got 698. Hit a monster shot this weekend. He's only behind Barry Bonds. Uh, he'll, you know, obviously 762. Aaron at 755. Babe Ruth 714. And Pulhos solo spot number four all time. And he's having a he's having a really good season for, for his last season. I mean, he's. He's had 19 home runs. I mean, he didn't do much last year, but he's finishing up in a way that will probably be revered by Cardinal fans forever to bring this guy yeah, back and have him right. finish up. Yeah, exactly. You know, he comes back to where it all started. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's kind of like David Ortiz, you know, in the, yes. when he, his, his final years, like in one of his best ever, you know. Uh, so the game will miss Albert. You know, I, I, have, I have some ties with Albert. I, I managed him out in the Arizona Fall League. I think it was 2000. Wow. You know, and it was the following spring when he made the Cardinals and, and uh, took off. But he was – it was like I was talking about Vladdy a minute ago. This guy was just a good hitter. You know, he wasn't a guy just swinging for the fences and, you know, he's going to strike out, you know, a tremendous amount of time but hit his home runs. He was uh, – I mean, he was a damn good hitter. He'd take his hits the other way. Now, and then we got to the big leagues, he started pulling the ball a little bit, learned how to pull it, and a lot of his shots are, uh, uh, you know, pull shots, home runs. But he's also understanding he's getting paid to do that. That's what they want at him. So, uh, but he's still he'll burn you, man. If you ain't careful, he'll burn you for a little cheap RBI the other way. But that's those are the great hitters in the game, you know. And and our guest later today, uh, the bringer of rain, he's that kind of guy, you know. He's he, yeah, he's not going to hit seven home runs, but he's a yeah. freaking good hitter. Very and intense individual, man. Yes, yes, good. At, yeah. Well, uh, you know, watching pool holes has been really heartwarming. But then you go on the other side, and uh, there's a guy playing out in San Diego now, Mr. Juan Soto, who uh, has not been doing very well. Uh, he'd been in a horrible slump, three hits and 48 at-bats. He finally hit home run number t- uh, 25 of the season uh, this weekend. But uh, what do you think is going on with Juan Soto? I mean, it's know, kind maybe, of a maybe, mystery, but yeah, I don't know. Count, you know, count the money first. He <laughs> might be having second thoughts about not turning signing that deal, though. I guarantee you that. Or maybe he's just in mourning for what happened to Tatis. You know, he's he's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's not with the team, and everybody's sad down in the dumps. I don't, I don't know. But you know, I will say this about uh, players changing teams because I've seen it a lot, right? Whether it's become a free agent or somebody gets traded. Because there's no guarantees. You've been looking at the Yankees, Montas, you know. He came in there, but he's celebrating, and he's, you know, I think he's getting checked for an injury. But sometimes it takes a little bit of time to adjust 
you know, when you come to – I think it's more of a mental thing because you're with the new team, and there's ad, they put added pressures on themselves. And, and uh, mm-hmm. even like a free agent, well, it, free agents, they try to justify the money, I think, you know, with, if they care, that kind of guy. And so usually it's the year after, things like that, that, um, you know, you, you really see the, the, the true guy. But, I mean, this is a mystery. I mean, this not the it way this, this guy was – way he was being oh. celebrated and uh everybody says all you know all he needed in uh washington was a couple guys behind him well i think he had Cruz, and, uh, and he had the switch hitting first baseman you know uh i forgot his name but you know it is it's it's concerning i think uh i don't care what uh, what his statistics are at the end all that there's gonna be when that time to sign that big contract there's gonna be some teams to remember you know that you know you know what happened, right. or yeah, it all depends just, on what happens next year too. I mean, yeah. uh, who knows? I mean, yeah. he had that guaranteed; that uh, money was guaranteed. It was a, the biggest contract ever, and he was like, "Nope." You know, so you know, we'll uh, it's strange. I don't know if you call that arrogance or what, but you know what? I because I, I got to believe with four hundred or four fifty. What was it they offered? Regardless, it was about four, almost four fifty. <laughs> you know, you probably, there's a lot of people in your family and your background. You can take care of, you know. You know, a lot of people. Carry your whole, you can take care of your whole city. <laughs> exactly. So, I, you know, I hope he, uh, I hope it turns out well for him. But uh, I tell you what, I, I think somebody would kick me in the head if I turned that down. Oh my goodness! But I was never any good, so I wouldn't have to worry about that. Well, you know what, John? Just doing. You're going to be the king of podcasts. <laughs> you will be. This is this is your calling, my friend. Until, you know, uh, the, until you get that, until you get that calling, go back into the dugout with somebody. Hey, hey, you know what the problem with all this? You say that you know I'm so uh, uh, have a hard time with with that stuff and hitting the right buds or whatever. Just to get on these shows that we're doing today, I had to get my wife in here a couple of times to figure out how to do the volume. You know, I'm embarrassed to say that, but tech savvy, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, hey, listen, but it's uh, it's going to be an adventure for you, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing how all of this unfolds. I mean, uh, in baseball, there was another uh, really significant event that took place over the last week, and that was Roberto Clemente Day. I mean, while the Jays lost to the Rays 11 nothing on September 15th, uh, that game is going to go down in Major League Baseball history. The Rays fielded uh, Major League Baseball's first all all lo- all Latino lineup. It was the first time it ever happened in one game. The significance of this cannot be overstated. Um, it was the first Latino lineup in the history of the game. Uh, and uh, and it celebrated and honored the first Latin American player ever to be inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, so I thought that was a significant event. And uh, they, they did it right for Clemente. I was, uh, you know... the Everyone wore number twenty-one. Uh, it was uh, it was a tribute to him. And I don't know uh, if you're old enough. Uh, I am old enough. I'm only five years older than you. But did you ever get to see Clemente play? No, but I've seen enough highlights. You know, uh, and I always remember he'd always he'd hit these rockets, and he'd always be out way out on his front foot. You know, you know, it's yeah. very different than a lot. You know, gr- tremendous weight transfer, almost like the Charlie Lau thing of hitting. You know. But, uh, and yeah, but and I can remember seeing the highlights in Pittsburgh days, uh, the the cannon of arm he had throwing guys out. Was amazing. You know, it was, yeah, and you know what? It, it was uh, it was so cool the way that played out. You know, uh, I, I don't know if uh, Cashy down there did that by design. I mean, he's got a lot of Latin players, or just just worked out that way. Because, uh, but you know, I um, uh, we we had a we filled in a lineup one time in Toronto. 
there were six uh, Dominicans in there from all the six players from the Dominican wow. Republic. You know, it's wow. not there's there's a difference between six and nine, but ours were right. All from it is, the, yeah, but yeah. still, I mean, it was significant. Uh, and, it was and cool at the time. It was really and cool that's what at the, the Rays did to honor Clemente. And I have to give you a little bit of a tidbit, a little side note here. Uh, the very first baseball game I ever attended live, July third, nineteen sixty six. Uh, my uh, New York Mets took on the Pittsburgh Pirates in a doubleheader at Shea Stadium, and I got to see Clemente play uh, in that very first wow. game I ever went to see. So uh, I'll never, ever forget it. And I saw him play many times uh, before his uh, unfortunate passing on that uh, uh, on, on Yeah, that, humanitarian uh, charity. mission, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. It was so sad. Kind of How many people do that player. nowadays, you know? I mean, yeah, you think right. about it. You know, yeah, me included. You know, him. you're going to go help somebody in different. It was an uh, earthquake in Nicaragua or something. He was going to go. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, so not not only a great player, just a great human being, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, uh, we uh, are going to have a weekly segment here, which we're getting going to get into uh, for the first time, and that's going to be our gabbing with Gibby segment. Nice, and, nice. And we're and we're going to be joined by somebody that you're very familiar with. It's a pleasure to bring on the Gibby show in our first gabbing with Gibby segment. One of the American league East front running New York Yankees players, the third baseman, one of the premier players in the game, former blue Jay, former American league MVP, the player with the most walk-off hits in the major league since 2010, including eight, eight walk-off home runs, Josh Donaldson, (laughs) Josh, Welcome to the debut of Gabbing with Gibby on the Gibby Show. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of gabbing, that's for sure. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. Hey, what a reunion. Realize, did you realize all that? Did you know you had eight walk-off homers? Or were you prepared yeah, yeah. to tell us that whether we asked or not? No, I, I, I had a good idea. <laughs> I, remember, I, remember, I remember a few of them. Hey, let me tell you, that's hard to do. I can remember sitting – Sitting on the bench, you know, with, you know, with teams go through the ups and downs, and and I'm telling you, there's a lot of great players who never had one walk off it. But I'd say to tomorrow, the bench coach, they say, "Damn it, one of these guys, hey, some, hey, somebody get a walk off, a big hit right here to win the game for, yeah. for once, right?" And then you, yeah. you did it many times. But I got to tell you, you know what? You're with the New York Yankees now in your debut Yankee Stadium. You ended the uh-huh. game on a walk off hit, and I think you've had three this yep. year. The big one the yep. other night was the uh, grand slam. Uh, yeah. And I check it. Believe it or not, I, I, I re- research some things. And you, I think there's only wow. three players in I, Yankee I, I, history, I, Yankee <laughs> history, that have walk-off grand slams when the team was trailing by three. Yeah. You, Giambi, and who you think the other big boy is? Mr. I, Baseball, I, maybe. Yeah, I think Babe Ruth. The Bambino. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, anyway, so I, I mean, I've been told that. That's the other reason I know that. I'm not a big – Yankee historian, that's for oh, sure. Oh, my ass. All right, all right. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing, man? Wait, first off, I'm going to – I know I'm speaking for all Blue Jays fans and myself personally. We uh, we want to thank you for your, your time in Toronto, what you did to that organization. You know, been 23 years. You were traded there in 15. You and Russell Martin, it was, and it all just kind of yeah. together. put us over the top. And they thank you for that. I thank you for that. You, you – uh, you helped keep me around the game a couple extra years. I'll, I'll tell you that. But now, now, 
But now, hey, now you're now you're part of the evil empire. Remember, Larry Lucchino said that he's a Red Sox owner, so the evil empire. But how's that yeah. gone so far? Is he enjoying that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely different. It's good to be back in the AL East. Um, it's good to be back in the, the heat of you know competition. Obviously, I think uh, for many years the AL East has been uh, that division in baseball that everybody. Oh, yeah. is look to uh, saying that this is the best division in, in the game. Uh, being a part of the AL East and the NL East, uh, you know, both of them are pretty similar uh, to where, you know, AL East has probably got a few more lineups that can, you know, bang up and down. And then the NL East has probably got a few, a couple more arms in, in that league, especially from the starting pitching side. Uh, when I was there, especially when you had Scherzer and, uh, Strasburg, I know he's missed some time over the past couple of years, but there were some big arms in that. Degrom, oh yeah. Uh, yeah hey, you know, so. people don't people. You know, big part. We talked the American League East and National League East. The big part of that too is the cities you play in. They're hard. They're hard. No doubt. Hard cities, hard nosed people. Johnny's a, a New Yorker himself, but mm-hmm. you know what? That's why you know uh, when you got traded over there. A handful of New York reporters called me and say, you know, we, we get we picked up Josh. You know, what, what do you think? I said, you know what? He I, he'll be perfect there because a lot of guys can't play there. Right. And I said, mm-hmm. I don't care. what mm-hmm. he, He's getting him. He's getting near the end of his career. I don't care what his mm-hmm. production is. I said, the fans there will they'll, they'll fall in love with him. You know, they'll love him. They'll hate him. And that's kind of who he is anyway. He's, he can, he's a uh, can be a lightning rod. But that's what New York craves. You know, whether you go back to mm-hmm. the. Uh, Days of Paul O'Neill's, David Wells, yeah. uh, Clemens, or even you go back further, but Thurman Reggie, Lutz and the, Reggie, Reggie. Yeah. Panella, Panella. You know, that's what they identify with. In, in, in 86, I was with the Mets. That's what New York Love meant. They were full of those kind of guys. So I said, this won't be it. That won't be an issue. Strawberry. At all. And, and, you know, they're going to love them. Yeah. So anyway, and, the, and you take them by storm on the first game of the year and hit a walk-off hit. That's how you do it, man, because otherwise they bury you. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely a, a different uh, city that I've ever I've ever played in. But you know, they're passionate. They come to the to the yard every day, and they live and die by if we win or lose. And yeah. so you just kind of have to remember that they're probably not rational, <laughs> and uh, you know, they're definitely not thinking logically for the most part. So you're, under, you're under you're under a you're under a microscope if you look at it. I mean the the intense yeah. media coverage, the fans yeah. are just hardcore. Uh, so it's got to be a yeah. different experience for you than the other teams you played with. Yeah, you know Toronto. Uh, Toronto at that time hadn't, from the baseball side, experienced a winner in, in so long that you you know they were just hoping that you came in and, and played well and you. you you could help win some ball games, and then uh, once really uh, the All Star break in '15, you know we were hovering around 500, and then we were able to get David Price, Troy Tulowitzki, and add some uh, key pieces to the bullpen. Uh, ben Revere also was you know important for our team. Um, you know the the, the fans just. Once we made those trades, it was a sellout every night, and the energy and the atmosphere was absolutely electric. Um, to where in New York, they've experienced that 
so many times as a fan base already that it's almost kind of um, like they expect that, right? They, they Their expectations are higher than just winning the division. Everything's about playoff baseball. And, um, you know, that's just the part of the season that we're about to get to right now. And right. as a player, it makes it fun. But also, you know that uh, the climate of where you're at and how things can get, you know, over over uh, emphasized one way or another. Hey, but you know what? Hey, Josh, and then we're going to move on to some other Blue Jay stuff. But yeah, you, you're the perfect guy there. Like I said, you know what? Because they 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 like that. They you know what? They like somebody they can get on that's gonna that's emotional, what have you. They yeah. don't want a bunch of guys that you know on on a day off they're going to go down to the uh, uh, fashion week down in downtown <laughs> New York. You know, where they're, you know, they're worried about how they look and all that. No, they want guys that fight the guys that uh, that's that's what New York is. You know, right, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely that's right. I mean, New York is hard to the core. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's different being a Mets fan than a Yankees fan, obviously, because the Mets find a yeah. different way to break your heart every single year. <laughs> I've, gone through, I've gone through that since 1966. And we haven't had, you know, a ton of World Series. And we always look at the Yankees as that evil empire. But yeah. it is a it is special this year, though, Josh. I mean, you're in a you're in a division uh, most competitive. The Yankees are on their way to uh, uh, playoffs for sure. But you're also a teammate of Aaron Judge, and this is such mm-hmm. a historic run that this guy's on. Fifty nine home runs, two away from Roger Maris's all time record, sixty one. How does it feel to be not only a part of a team that has this rich history, but Looking at the history that Judge is making this year as a possible triple crown winner, MVP, and now the record is right in front of him. I mean, uh, as a teammate, how, you know, ex- describe to us that experience. Yeah, I mean, he's having, you know, a season that we haven't really seen in a long time. Uh, I remember when Miguel Cabrera was going for his triple crown, I was able to get that. That was 2012. But I want to say if you go further beyond that to when the previous Triple Crown uh, was won, I want to say it was in the 50s. Um, give well, me, do Yaz, you know who that Yaz was? Got, Yaz yeah, got it yeah. in 67, yeah. 67. So, okay, so 67. So it had been a long time since that Triple Crown. If he's able to do that, and wouldn't be surprised with the year that he's having because um, – you know, he's already, he's already done so much this year, but it's, it's just incredible because even for myself, when I had won the MVP award, I, I want to say I had like probably like two, three weeks in that season to where it was like, I'm not really feeling it at the moment uh, to where I want to say like for the better part of the entire season, there might've been like four or five days when he looked maybe like a, a touch out of whack. I don't even know if it's been that many, but he's been dialed in all year long. And, um, you know, really, I, I don't, I think Yankee stadium kind of gets talked about as this band box of a ballpark, short right field. But you look at the other dimensions, like straightaway lefts, pretty deep center's deep right center left center is huge it's 399 uh to to left center with most parks are you know 375 to 380 i mean 
City Fields 265 at, at that part. To where that's where like, the real power comes into play, like a, where most of your balls are getting hit. And uh, I say that to say he's probably had like four or five homers, maybe more taken away. I remember early in the year, I think he had two or three balls that were robbed that were going to be homers. And so he could already be past 60 right now if it was, you know, a little bit of fortune on his side was in that regard as well. Yeah, that's pretty. Hey, you know what? He's, he, yeah, like you said, you know, you got that right field there. Yeah, he's using the whole field. That's, you know, that's one thing you he does, get, right? You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of guys, there's a lot of guys in the game, you know, that, that you've known over the years is the, the true sluggers in the game, right? But they're not necessarily right. the, the uh, complete hitters. You were one mm-hmm. of those guys. You you have no problem taking a shot the other way, right? Because if yep, that's what they're yep. giving you. But a lot of guys can't do that, you know. And you see, that's why we got so many shifts nowadays and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But uh, uh, but Judge it seems like you know he he'll use it all. You know, when you're six seven or you make enough contact, that's some leverage, baby. You know, you got some. He that definitely has go that. Way, you know, I can't believe they still pitch to him. I guess it depends, you know, behind you who's behind you. But yeah, I mean, they've done a good job of kind of. It, I mean, you did this for me when I was there a little bit too. Is whatever the offense was going, kind of put you led me off a few games, and we've been able to do that the last like couple of weeks. And yeah, kind of get it's got us going. So if you lead him off to start the game and he walks, or you don't want to pitch to him, you know you're kind of setting yourself up for trouble early on in that game by not wanting to oh, pitch yeah. to him. But what we did with you, I mean, we we remember we flipped Batista. We let let him off, and you were in that two hole because I we always felt the best hitter was that two spot. It used to be the three hole mm-hmm. guy years ago. Now mm-hmm. in the two hole at that time, and then Eddie came by Carasio behind you. So, and a lot of times those those pitchers come out of the bullpen. You know, they're trying, they're, they're feeling it. If they, you know, they, the first first inning of the throw, and they're not always sharp, and you run through that gauntlet. You three guys, you know, the game could be uh, there could be three runs on the board before you know it. You know, so. Yeah, it happened quite. A, it happened often, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. that was that was the case, and uh, I think you're, when we were leading Batista off, that was more like I want to say maybe seventeen, a little bit in sixteen, but in fifteen, I started the year hitting in the five hole. And we had Russell in the two hole, right? <clears throat> and um, I remember we sat down in the office, and you're like, "I'm like, hey, I think let's get me to the two hole." And so now you have me, Batista, Edwin, and you're like, yeah, we were. That's that's what I was thinking. Hey, did you really come in there? This, this is hey, Skip. This is great strategy. Or you bitch and say, hey, hey, I, I need I need to be hit higher in the lineup. Who do you think I am? You know, I've been uh, I've been in there running for that MVP the last five years for crying out loud. Would you wake up at the helm, please? <laughs> well, I mean, I I think it's I think it's just a matter of interpretation. <laughs> Expressing myself at that well, moment. Well, it was the smartest move we made, but I never gave you credit. But so I'll give you credit now. <laughs> no, so I, I mean, I think it. You know, I think um, at the end of the day, I get asked so many questions about our lineup, and you know, you know, I've played with a few teams now. I get guys on the other teams, especially catchers, like man. It's, it was it was so tough to call a game against you guys because we had the ability to hit homers and we also grinded guys down by you know taking our walks and being patient at the plate and you know not giving up free outs and I felt like our team through the lineup it was just 
you know, guys that could really oh, yeah. put two together at bats. Well, you didn't tell them we were in there banging the garbage cans, did you? You didn't, you didn't, oh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was before that, my bad. <laughs> I should yeah, say all the time, yeah, yeah. crying out loud. Some, if some of the teams I've been on, we were doing some of that. I might still be managing, man. You know, we might have won a few more games. <laughs> yeah. So some of the some of the stuff I hear about what guys were doing and teams were doing, I'm like, shit. I mean, I, I wish I would have known about this. Uh, who knows what my numbers would have been? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you mean you, you guys knew what was coming? I'm like, all right. Uh, yeah, you've had a regards. You've had a great career, you know, and it, it was an honor managing, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, you, you know, you've been, you've been, you've been one of the best players in the game for the last decade or more, you know, and that's, and it wasn't an easy thing that happened quickly for you necessarily. You had to reinvent yourself right. and, uh, 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 but it's, uh, you'll, you'll go, you'll go down in history, man, as, as one of the best, you know, you're one of the characters of the game. I think baseball's kind of lost that a little bit. You, baseball yeah. needs, needs that. Uh, but you're not an easy guy either. I mean, you're, you're an emotional guy, no, no. Like, I, like most great players are, you know, yeah. uh, and we had, we had our share there in Toronto. Um, but I, but one thing I'll say, everybody knew where you stood, right. And we, you and I had our battles yeah. about things like, yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And, uh, I, I, I tell everybody, you know what, um, one thing about Josh, you know, you, you get a lot of players in this game. They're really good players, you know, in the, they're really, they're just, I mean, they're playing the game, what have you. Josh is in tune with everything. You know, we'd go out to the mound, you know, uh, whether talk to the pitcher, make a pitching change, and you'd talk to his baseball about strategy. And mm-hmm. when it first, the first time you got it, you, uh, when you showed up and you did, I'm thinking, son of a bitch, shut up, under my breath, going, hey, I'm, 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 I'm the running this team, right? I'm the manager. You know what? And, and, and anyway, and then uh, we, got, we got a great story. Um, and it, and it was a, a huge, but, but that was the give and take and take. And finally I said, you know, what? Josh knows what he's talking about. Maybe I ought to start listening a little more often. So, <laughs> so, I, so, I, can, so I can remember, you know, I can remember telling you if, uh, Hey, uh, Josh, when you're over at third base, if uh, you think the pitcher, we need to make a pitcher change, kind of look at me and give me a little sign. I was joking. You know, you know, I got too much pride to do that, but there was no a one game. No, my favorite, my favorite was you'd come up to the mound and I'd say, give me, what the hell are you bringing this guy in for? And you're like, I got a gut feeling, JD. I got a gut feeling. <laughs> I got and an I upset say, gut. I say, are you sure you don't got gas? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah, you saw my appetite, but hey, but hey, what in the most? But, important- hey, a lot of times you were right. A lot of times you you know it was right, and I remember. You nailed it with Joe Beanie, uh, Joe B and Jenny that, that year. And I remember it was like the first week he kind of, you know, had a outing where it went okay. Then one that went really well. And he came out of the game one day when you're making the change and you're like, that kid's going to get some big outs for us this year. And he did. And, um, oh, yeah. and, he better, uh, he better. Yeah. we got nobody else. He sure felt better. No, we had <laughs> no, some guys no, he back was there. Oh, we yeah. Had, I know. Of course, yeah, I'm, I'm messing with. Yeah. But there's one game uh, I got to bring. One of my favorite okay, yeah. stories. And it was the Sorry. biggest game of the year. One of the biggest games of my career as a manager. Right? It's game four down in Texas. Ra's <laughs> R- R- pitching, right? So, so you know, hey, best of five that we dropped two to, to the Rangers in, in in Toronto. You know, but there was no panic in our guys. That's one thing about this. You know that team. You know what? Yeah, you know, com- confidence could be right. So we ended up winning yeah. the uh, uh, the game three. 
Marco was unbelievable. Strata. Marco pitched a great game. Bob, oh, he was big, big clutch guy. Uh, so yeah. we go in that game four. Dickie's pitching, and uh, we get a nice little lead, and he and he's pitching pretty good. But hold up, hold up, nice little lead. Do you remember what the score was? Was it seven to or six to seven to one or two? Or it something? was like seven to one or something like that, or eight to one. Go ahead, okay, keep your story but, going. But, but I, okay, but see, that matters. But, this was kind of on the verge when analytics was coming in, but see, I was a, I was an analytics dream before analytics. because it, it, it was the third time through the lineup, but you know what? Nobody thought about it back then. See, and I get chastised for being anti-analytics. I was so far ahead of the game, but anyway, you're way, you're so far ahead. I don't even know what they're thinking, but well, well, beforehand, I see you guys, if you're not thinking about the whole team, like I was, you know, David, don't forget David, David price offered, or uh, he said, I'll be the left-hander because Brett Cecil got hurt in, uh, and Loopy, his wife, was in the hospital. So he, he had to be there. So we had no left-hander, right? They, they got some pretty good, damn good left-handed hitters. So Dave uh-huh. Price comes to me and says, hey, listen, after his first game start, I'll pitch out of the bullpen. I said, perfect, perfect, let's do it. So, you know, that's, I mean, that's how he made his name coming up with the, uh, Tampa that year. Yep. So yep. the night before, when, uh, yeah, when Estrada is pitching – he, uh, you know, we get him up in the pen, right? And, yeah. you know, Estrada gets out of, the, out, out of the innings. So, anyway, I see him the next day. Here's a guy that's done his 220 innings, like he's done for every year. He's, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. He's going to make a, a mega fortune. You know, yeah. I got you know, to think of this guy, too. So, I said, I said that Sunday morning. I said, listen, if I get you up today, you're in a game. There's no more dry humps, right? I can't do that to you. And he said, I, I appreciate that. So, the Texas Rangers fans are on uh, half asleep, and the, and these guys had all hit Dickie really good, and we're gonna leave. And I'm thinking, you know what? No, they didn't. I can't wait too long. Anyway, anyway, I did this. Anyway, I, cut through the <laughs> like short story. So I go out to the mound to take Dickie out. All right, he's got, he's like he's shocked. He's, he should have been. I think everybody. Okay, was. it was it was the it was uh, the fifth inning. I think it's like he had. Four it was like an out or two outs in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. It was either one or two outs in the inning. And Hinsu or not Hinsu. Chu. I forget his first. Was it Hinsu? Yeah, he was coming up, you know. Yeah, but no, he just got a knock. It was his uh like his second hit of the day. And he had hit the only two balls hard the entire game. Well, it doesn't matter. Did, did, did you not see did you not watch <laughs> that? Did you not watch that knuckleball over the years? One inning, it's good. Then one inning, may leave, man. It turns in as a BP pitch. Sorry. <laughs> and the ball flies in Texas. So, anyway, I go out to the mound. Those that are listening, and, I, and uh, I'm sitting there, and R.A.'s looking at me, and I'm going, you know, you know, I was debating. It wasn't an easy thing to do, right? And I get out there, and you go, this is bullshit. I'm going, if I could have choked you, man, I wasn't on national TV, I would have grabbed you. By- <laughs> we had all your hair back. So, anyway, he comes out. Dave comes in and gets out of here, right? And we won the game, by the way. That, that, that's all that matters. So we yeah, go to the uh, dugout. The the inning's over, and uh, we go. We you walk by, and you know that's one thing I loved about you. You know, and we had that kind of relationship. You told me how you felt. You know, I got no problem, but you yeah. gonna, you're gonna. I'm gonna tell you how I feel too. So you came no, by. No. And we're we're going out. And you walked up the thing, and I went up. We talked a couple things. So anyway, the the beauty of the story is the following year where we're playing a game, right? And uh, all right, he was pitching, right? In the knuckleball, in all fairness to him, it's tough. You can't control that. You don't know what's coming and going. Yeah, we, get ni- we get a nice little lead, and he uh, a couple of homers, boom, now we're tied or trailing, right? And so you come in the dugout, you're pissing and moaning about something about, you know, 
blowing a lead or something. And I heard it. I'm sitting, you sit down. I, I walked over. I go, hey, uh, hey uh, would you repeat? What did you just say? And you, yeah, I said, repeat it one more time. You told me about, and I said, oh, really? You remember, you remember, what was it, 12 months ago in that freaking playoff game? That was my argument. You tell me what a dumbass I was and blah, blah. <laughs> so, so anyway, no, well, I tell, that's a beat. Well, I tell, I tell you, you guys have had this incredible chemistry with each other, you know, and uh, uh, but when yeah, you talk about did. the, the, the R.A. Dickey story, uh, uh, but also, I mean, you're you're really in Blue Jays baseball lore. You guys are known for uh, what happened August 17, 2016 in the dugout. Yeah, now, uh, obviously, uh, you know. Things happen during the course of a game, and uh, everybody knows what we're talking about. It was the bat that was the thrown after the strikeout against CC Bathia, and television cameras caught it all. It, for oh. me, I, it, remi- it, it reminded me of when Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson went at it in the dugout uh, in 1978. Uh, but this was uh, this was quite a story back then. You're, uh, I'd like to just ask you both your remembrances of that story, and you know, obviously. You guys are here today. Josh, you're writing uh, uh, the forward for Gibby's new book coming out. So yep. you got a yep. you got a great chemistry, great friendship. But back then, yeah. on that day in August, uh, things got heated. So why don't yeah. you guys go talk about that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think uh, to kind of give to sum up what Gibby was saying earlier with me, because I felt uh, as a leader of the team and as a, as a player who genuinely cared, no doubt. put it, put his heart and soul into every game and wanted to win every single game, uh, that there were definitely times to where, and this is what I appreciated about Gibby is I, I could say what I felt to Gibby and Gibby would be like, all right, yeah, well, I was thinking this and I'd be like, all right, well, look, cool. I let, as long as we're on the same game plan here. So I know what I'm fighting for. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, sometimes, you know, give both of us are rednecks down, down at heart. So, you know, we're going to, there, there could be a little red ass in there. Or country both boys. Of us. Country boys? Anyway. Yeah. Country boys, <laughs> whatever you want to say. And, uh, as to where we could, uh, you know, get the red ass at times. And I'd say self to give you and, for the most part, Gibby would just brush me off and we'd, he, he'd say, hey, come back here, have a beer. And so after the game, we'd go and talk and, you know, we, we would, uh, you know, let cooler heads prevail at times. But Gibby always knew that I cared. And I think that's genuinely – and oh, I knew yeah. that he cared. And I knew he cared about me. So we could have that sometimes banter between each other as a player manager. And as Gibby said, I've heard him say something – you know, other times that, you know, he was kind of a father figure for me, which, you know, that, that was, that was true in some cases. Uh, but that day in New York, I want to say we just, it was our third game in about our 24 hours the day before we had a double header and we were at, I was at the field from like eight or nine o'clock in the morning till two o'clock in the morning the next day. Cause we had two or three rain, rain delays in that game. And we were up like, six games in the division going into, I think it was September, into August, early September. And the Yankees guys over there, like, they're they're sitting there, guys. And 
they're, they're, hey, they're Babe Ruth would have played. Guys. Babe Ruth would have played. And, and, he, and I covered the lineup the next day, and I was like, damn. I'm like, we literally are playing. And we, I think we went extra innings the second game, like 12 innings. So it was oh, 21 right. innings. It was 21 innings in, in one day. And the next day we had like a 12.30 start. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just gassed at the time. And Gibby's got me in the lineup, and my and I'm, you know, I wasn't too, I wasn't very pleasant to begin the day with. I had probably about four or five hours of sleep, and I get first at bat. CC's blows like eighty nine past me, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And Gibby kind of hears me under my breath. He's like, what'd you say? And I'm like, I don't even know why the hell you put me in the lineup today. I got nothing. He's like. Oh, you never know. I've seen you had nothing before, and you go deep. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I got nothing in the tank. And he's like, ah, oh, come on. Get it together. I'm like, all right. So second at bat, he blows me away again with, like, 88. <laughs> and I come into the dugout, and I didn't throw my bat. I hit it up against the rail where Gibby was standing. And, and Gibby got the ass. I mean, he's like, he comes down. He's like, "Hey, hey, was that directed towards me?" I'm like, "No, Gibby. I just got my doors <laughs> blown off for the second time. I'm on like four hours of sleep right now. Give me a break." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he looks at me, and uh, I, I didn't say those words. That's what I was feeling. I probably said something where I popped off, and then oh, that's where Gibby got. Yeah, I said something that I popped off to him, and uh, you know, I uh, I didn't back down, and, and Gibby sure in the hell wasn't backing down, and uh, I just remember two, like I remember totally first coming over there and trying to stop him. I'm like, totally get the hell out of my face, <laughs> and, then, and then and then two and then Tulo came over and grabbed me up. He's like, hey, this is New York. You don't need to do that, and I'm like. Wow. All right, yep, all right. Just because, you know, it was a wrong day for me and probably a wrong day for Gibby as well. And They're always you know, wrong day for me. Well, yeah, things, <laughs> things, things, get, things get heated, heated the moment. Obviously, you know, your yeah. description of all the no sleep and the innings played and all yeah. of that pressure. Uh, but you had some interesting comments uh, after uh, that situation yeah. took place that I think we got a sound – of that we're going to play uh but yeah let's uh you had an interesting way of uh, describing why that happened and what happened i just come back to the dugout and hit my bat against the thing and you know gibby asked me what kind of cologne i was wearing and i said i said it's this new cologne called tom ford i just got it he's like really oh so he kind of gave, got pretty close to me and i guess got a good whiff of it and i was like hey man back up so <laughs> Uh, I was like, I'll give you some after the game. So then we separated. Well, I gotta, I gotta give Gibby credit for this, is because you know Gibby was the the media darling of uh, uh, that. You know that was his nickname for himself. That was his nickname. He was the media darling. You know he he knew how to, he had a way with words. And I remember Jason House came up to me after the incident came up, and he's like, Josh, you know they're gonna want to talk to you. I'm like, yeah. Uh, I understand. And uh, he's like, Gibby came, Gibby played it off. And, you know, that's what Gibby would do. Uh, 
yeah, Gibby would take the high road and, and make it seem minimal uh, to whatever it was. And whenever that happened, it was actually just a coincidence. I went to the mall in New York the day before and bought some Tom Ford cologne. And uh, so for some reason that popped into my head and, you know, I just, I was just doing my best uh, John Gibbons at that time. And the mall, I, I think you went to, to Walmart to get that Tom Ford. They sell it there. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think, I don't think they sell it at Walmart, John. Hey, 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 I'm high. I'm highfalutin now, you know. Hey, the truth is, you weren't. You didn't have Tom Ford on. You had my sweat that was dripping off of me. That's what you were wearing <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. let me tell you. You know what? People, people you just better be things. glad. Hey, you just better be glad Tulo came in and stepped in between us because this wasn't going to be a Ted Lilly situation. You were oh, going to get your ass hey, hey, Tulo. <laughs> Tulo, Tulo is the peacemaker, you know, there's no doubt. But you know what? People get, people see those and they go, oh, in reality, those, they don't, they don't all happen a lot, but you know what? It, you know, when you got with somebody, 162 games. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes things happen and there's, you know, no, there's no. High, high intensity and it's nothing personal, you know, when you know, no. that, you know, know who's involved with, but exactly. the tensions flare, you know, and there's a lot of pressure on these guys. It's not, they're not, the manager has certain kind of pressure, but it's not what the players do. No. So we don't always understand the fatigue and, and, the, and yeah, it would have been smart to give him a day off. But no question. I tell you what, I think it I, doesn't I think matter. Fran, no, I, but I it think, was, I, I'm sorry. I think Francisco Lindor kind of took a something from that page last year when he had that little brush up with, with McNeil yeah. and the press uh, asked him what happened. Well, we were arguing whether we saw a rat or a raccoon. So, I mean, it was kind of a good way to diffuse it, to add a little, uh, you know, levity well, towards they, the situation. Were they, they still were playing in shape? They, they, they were playing, playing in shape, Steve? Yeah, Shea they were playing in shape. It, 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 it might have been some leftovers from the Shea Stadium days for sure. <laughs> but I, I really appreciate you guys talking about that incident. Just really the passion you both have and the friendship you both have and uh, Josh, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, John, yeah, you have anything you. else for you? Want to have anything else for for Josh? Uh, but uh, this has been a great, great first uh, uh, Gavin with Gibby segment. Oh yeah, well, hey, I'm much. proud of the guy. You know what? You know he's uh, like I said when I said earlier. I got to thank him for uh, you know helping my career last a little bit longer. I mean that's that's not a that's not a joke. I mean let's be honest. And uh, you know. Uh, his personally personality is a lot like mine in certain ways. And, and so I, I always, and you know, I always like the kid, right? The kid, you know, yeah. crying out loud. You're not a kid. Yeah. So, not anymore. But so, I, you know, I, I always appreciate uh, Gibby. you, you know, he's, he, we'd be like something would happen or, or whatnot. And give you somebody we, we'd say something to Gibby about it. He'd be like, well, what are they going to do? Fire me again. They've already fired me once. I can be fired twice. Are they going to do me and, a favor, so go home and pay me? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, at, at the end of the day, I thought it was actually, I think guys responded to that, like, hey, Gibby was who he was. He was going to take uh, ownership for it. And, you know, as a leader of that team, I always wanted to, you know, give that off as well. Like, hey, like, we're going to take ownership for this. We're going to back Gibby. Gibby backs us. And I think that's, you know, something that's really lost in the game today. Uh, everything's backed up by analytics or, 
you know, well, it should have done this. Uh, the numbers say do this. Well, you know, Gibby wasn't, you know, scared to kind of do his own thing. Um, and this is obviously before, you know, he was, you know, manager before some of the analytics stuff. But I, even to this day, I mean, I think that Gibby stood behind whatever move that he did. And at the end of it, end all be all like Gibby had control of the clubhouse because we all knew that he had our back and he was always up front with talking to the guys who were quote unquote, the leaders of the team and asking advice to what he thinks about this and that. And I thought that was important. I thought that was always important to uh, have that communication uh, between manager and player and, I think that helped me play to the ability that I played. I was, you know, watching something last night. I was talking about um, Jamal Williams. He's a running back for Detroit, and he kind of wears, like, some, like, headbands and does all this stuff. Of the coach, they were asking him why they let him do it. And I thought the coach's response was great, and it kind of reminds me of what Gibby – uh, would do with us. He's like, if you take, if you take that away from Jamal Williams, the, how he's expressing himself on the field and, you know, by whether it's what he's wearing or, you know, if he's having some particular warm up or, or whatever it is, he gets, you're not going to get the best of Jamal Williams. And I felt like Gibby always allowed us to do that as a player to express ourselves. And even if we were wrong sometimes to be like, Hey, like I still got you. And now we might talk about it after and say, we need to clean it up a little bit, but in the heat of the moment, nah, it's, I got you. We'll take care of this and, and move on. And, you know, today in today's world of managers, you know, they don't even, for the most part, they don't even say anything. They just sit back and, you know, read a paper. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of teams are missing out. Yeah. A, the human element is still there, but Hey, Hey, listen, we can't thank you enough taking your off day to join us is the launch of the show, brother. Now I'm, I'm going to check these ratings tomorrow. If these, if these ratings are in the tank, I'm blaming you. I ain't blaming myself. And if it takes time, I'm giving myself credit. It. Right. I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll take, take the credit it. when it's good. Exactly. You take, you do that and I'll take it if it falls. <laughs> That's right. All right, pal. Well, listen, you know, take care of that family, man. We're proud of you. Uh, best yep. of luck the rest of the way. Uh, you're a big-time player. Great move by the Yankees to pick you up. Uh, but the people in Toronto, myself and the coach staff, can't thank you enough. So, Yeah, man, you're the best. Finish strong, pal. Yes, sir. All righty. Josh. Adios. Later. Adios. Wow, what a first uh, great – Gabbin with Gibby segment that was, John. I mean, you pull that out of your hat. You brought on one of the my top hat. guys <laughs> in the game. <laughs> well, that's a nicer way of saying something else. A pain in what in my hat? Okay. I yeah, you. there you go. We're trying to be nice here, right? But that was really good. I really enjoyed that. What an honor, man, for me and for you, just to kind of reacquaint yourself with a guy that uh, you have a long history with. Yeah, you know, I, I've always been fond of him. Uh, I'm a big fan. But he's a controversial guy now. There's no question about it. He's a lightning rod. 
but those kind of guys, you know, if, if it doesn't get carried away, are, are too good, are good, great for the sports world, and people people love them. You know, they can be the enemy if they're on the other side, and if he's on your team, you love him. You know, right. but I think the sports world needs that. You know, when it's under yeah. control. Absolutely. Well, are you ready to get some questions? I mean, we're starting a weekly segment here. It's going to be called Ask Gibby. And we have an email address set up for everybody out there that All wants right. to uh, get these questions directed to you. Uh, so, Does that mean it's coming uh, to my, is that coming to my private email? I hope not because Yeah, yeah, well, actually it flooded. is, John. We're, we're sending it directly to you so you can be bothered at 24-7. <laughs> Right. No, we set it up separate. Don't worry. No one's going to bother you at home. Uh, That's unless, right. it's jo- unless it's Josh asking for a bottle of that cologne for that appearance today. So you may have to take care of that. <laughs> uh, but the, the email address, if you want to ask Gibby a question, just send it to askgibbyshow at gmail.com. That's askgibbyshow at gmail.com. And we'll pick a couple questions a week. Uh, I mean, there's uh, they'll probably get a lot of them, but we'll answer uh, a few of them. We got one that came in uh, on the Gmail account because we've been promoting that on your social media. And it's from uh, Derek Donati. And he has a uh, question for you uh, that basically asks uh, uh, your thoughts on how do you keep players motivated at the end of the season if they're out of the hunt uh one million two million three million dollars whatever you know whatever, it's the whatever they're making i guess or whatever the whatever they stand to make it uh uh in the next year's contract you know what that's uh you know you most of these guys are self-motivated you know to get to be to the yeah. big leagues and be a player there for you know you're self-motivated you have to be right it's like any successful person in it whatever they're doing you got to be self-motivated um but in saying that there's a there's a time you get some of some of the guys pack it in i've seen that before too um but you shouldn't have to right and and, uh but i think uh i think what happens now is since there's so much media coverage of these games every game's on tv and all that if these guys these guys slouch or any of them or or they slack off or they go through they get called out yeah they get exposed you know and uh, Mm um but that very rarely does that happen um, but you know, some teams tank, you know, there's just no doubt. There's no, no doubt about that. And, and definitely some individuals do. Yeah. Uh, another question that David had, uh, which we thought was a real good one is like, Hey, Gibby question for you. If given the opportunity, would you return to managing in the bigs with the Jays? And if not the Jays, who else would you consider? <laughs> no, you know what? Hey, it, I, I, I'll be a blue Jay for life. Right. That's just, yeah. uh, you know what? Uh, it's funny. You're a Met guy. I, I was drafted by the Mets, and my first coaching uh, part of my career started with the Mets. So I'll always be a Met too. Met, Met, and a Blue Jay, uh, and I'm and I root for these guys, and I know a lot of them, right? Uh, but no, I don't. You know, I don't think I can go back there. You know, I've had my I've had my turn there. I think it's uh, time to move on. But but there's 29 other jobs I'd be interested in. And, and, and uh, the reason I say that, you know. Uh, uh, you know, maybe it's time for a fresh face up there, and they they have that right now. And if they're successful, and I think uh, Schneid will do a great job with them, or whoever's next in in line, you know, I would I think it'd probably be a hard sell to bring me back a third time. Uh, and I don't know how you could anyway. The team's playing so good, you know. If the team well, you're not you're not Billy Martin. 
No, no, no. <laughs> Billy had five shots was, with the Yankees. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then a couple times he get fired quick and they bring him back. And yeah, I think those days are probably over. You know, both both Cito and I, Cito replaced me after my first go round. So he mm-hmm. did it twice up there. And uh, uh, yeah. You know, but I, th- I think what happens there in Toronto, the guys that manage Toronto, and I think it's – I don't know if any of, of them after they've left have ever gone to manage other teams. So so I think it's kind of like a, a reward that the Blue Jays bring some of their former managers back because they can't get jobs any other way. Cito couldn't and I haven't. So, <laughs> so maybe well, I better not – maybe I better well, not write off that third time. And you Forget never know I said what the, that. You never know what the offseason brings, and there's always changes in jobs, and there's always right. – uh, you know, turnover, but yeah, yeah, but I guess you would want to give it one more shot if you had the opportunity. It doesn't matter, you know, whatever the team is. Right. Uh, we're course. not saying Blue Jays, but it could be, we're, you know, it could be a number of teams. You'd still like to get one more shot in the dugout. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's in my, it's in my blood. You know, it is, and uh, uh, you know that doors that doors is closed pretty good. It might, but there might be a little small crack I still see in there. Uh, but if not, if not, I'm good. I'll just be, I'll become a, a, a bombastic, uh, TV guy. Or a, uh, there you go. You'll be <laughs> a bombastic you, uh, podcaster, <laughs> but you'll be on Twitter. Just, you know, I mean, the it, Jack it, Nicholson it, stuff has been crazy, uh, <laughs> by the way, that you and put the, up And the there. more shows of these I do, I may, I may really open up a little bit and start carving yeah. some people up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I think you just got followed by John Cena, by the way, on Twitter. Sure, sure. A wrestling guy, yeah, yeah. So a lot of good, a lot of big names are following you, John. You're out there. You, you know, you're you're making waves in the Twitter world for sure. Um, I'm gonna have I have one more question for you because this is kind of uh, a question that leads into playoffs, and that's always an exciting time. But as a big league skipper, reflect on managing in the playoffs for the first time in the major leagues. You did it in the minors, but in right. the major leagues for the first time, how how was that for you? I tell you, it, it uh, at first it can be a little bit overwhelming, you know. You know, I've been through so many baseball games as a player and as a coach and as a manager, but there's just something different with everything on the line, you know. Uh, and naturally, the, the TV audience and the radio audience or whatever it is is that much greater, you know. It's uh, so you and your the team and the the moves you make are under the microscope that much more. Um, uh, and you, there's something that you can, it's kind of, t- it's hard to relax. Kinda. I mean, you feel the intensity, you know, uh, everybody's dragging you every which way for whether it's an interview or, you know, so that's part of it. So that kind of throws you out of your routine, out of whack. Um, but in saying that, you know, you know, I really felt that in my first game I managed, you know, that first game against Texas. But then it kind of subsided a little bit and then uh, it kind of got back to normal. But then, you know, I mean, if something crazy happens in a game like we had in 15 against the Rangers in game five with the, the ball hit the old door where he comes back and scores, yes. and then the crazy, and and all hell breaks loose, you know. Then it kind of revs it up again. You're going because uh, because I had to deal with the, uh, you know, when Russell threw that ball back and it hit you his bat, and then they, nobody knew the rule. I I had, to, I had to catch myself. I go, I don't know, sure I know this rule. I've never seen it, and I'm thinking, is it just because I don't know the rules? There's so much, I mean, so much, uh, so, so much surrounded yeah. everything. A lot the of stuff here, going on. I can't yeah. think straight anyway. Right, a lot of people right. will say I couldn't think straight to begin with, so I don't know. Maybe that was normal. Well, that's a you know, it just enhances it when you when you're in the playoffs <laughs> hunt for the first time as a manager in the dugout. But yeah, I mean, who could imagine that, what an experience that had to be for you? Right. And, uh, it's just uh, it's just it's just what you work for the entire time is to get to that place. 
Well, yeah, and you know what, too, Johnny, real quick, is it was so different about that. It's in as far as the Blue Jays, they it's been 23 years, you know, and then they won they won back to back world championships you know not many people yes. can say that and then it was 23 years so so it was more than just like a you know our your team's a perennial playoff team right uh you know there's better chances that now with the extra wild cards and stuff but this is this has been a long drought and so now you're feeling it even more you know and, and the fact that i had never been through it and had no experience with it um i guess it's you know you you, you just deal with it man and then you try to focus best you can and and uh, trust your baseball instincts Exactly. Well, uh, you know, you can ask Gibby a question if you'd like. I mean, just send it to askgibbyshow at gmail.com, and we'll have some more questions on the next episode. Uh, this has been a good first show, John. I mean, we had a lot of fun. You had a great guest, and uh, this is what people are going to look forward to each and every week with the Gibby Show. I mean, you shoot straight from the hip, uh, and that's what people love about you, and uh, I look forward to continuing this journey with you every week right here. Yeah, Johnny. I'm, hey, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, we'll, we'll have some fun. I hope people enjoy it. You know, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, I think they will. Uh, we'll see. But uh, you know, you, you both of us have been through the rigors, so we we know yeah. a little bit about what we're saying, whether they agree with it or not. You know, exactly. Well, uh, you know, as we close the show today, we want to make sure that everybody knows how to follow you on social media, and we have several uh, oh. several opportunities for people to do that. I know at Twitter, you're, and it really is me without a blue check mark. Yet. It is. It is. Yeah, it's, it's really him. I mean, you yeah, know, people uh, didn't think so in the beginning. You got blocked by Marcus Stroman, and, you know, there's a little controversy. <laughs> Imagine <here>. that, you know. <laughs> so you got to bring, bring him on as a guest now. Want to see oh, yeah, he'll be on. The Stro Show's got to – it's a big, it's big got to. show for him. <laughs> got to. But uh, your Twitter's at John Gibbons 5 as is your Instagram. There's a Facebook page set up for you as well. And this show is going to be a, a vlog, a video cast on YouTube as well. So uh, you'll be sharing links, I'm sure, to let people watch uh, this podcast if they like to watch it. Or you could, you could get it at all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, just look for the Gibby Show and search for that YouTube channel right now. We got to get up to, we're going to get as many subscribers as possible. Uh, so uh, just put in your search engine on whatever browser you're using. The Gibby Show, John Gibbons, and uh, hit that YouTube bug, uh, button, subscribe to it, uh, and we're going to have fun with this each and every week. Hey, is that uh, what they mean? Hey, when I, I watch YouTube all the time, right? And they say, yeah. if you like what you say, hit that. I could never. Is it, what are they talking subscribe. about? Subscribe. Yeah. I subscribe. mean, subscribe. Get those subscribers because then people get notified when their new videos up. Uh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's what but they call I, I love watching. They call that notifications, John. Notifications. <laughs> but I love watching like military uh, videos and things like that. And, yeah. and my wife's big into photography, so we watch yes. a lot of photography type videos. So I'm watching YouTube all the time. But does that mean I got to watch this show now or what? You know. I tell you, when I put your name in the search engine, you know what comes up? Every single one of your ejections from a major league game. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. classic. <laughs> it's classic stuff. He's an angry young man. <laughs> There's some entertaining stuff on there with you being thrown out of some games. But uh, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's simply at John Arezzi. Uh, if you're a wrestling enthusiast at all, um, that's what my uh, social media is about. Uh, my podcast is John Arezzi's at uh, John Arezzi's Pro Wrestling Spotlight. I go back in history. Uh, so uh, that's where you could find me. Uh, well, that's going to wrap up this edition. I enjoyed the first episode of the Gibby yeah. Show. It's an honor to be with my old roommate, my buddy John. Who'd have thunk it? 
Who would have thunk it after 41 years? We're going to have fun with this thing. Everybody's going, why don't you guys just retire, man? Go away. Because we love no, baseball. Because we love baseball. That's going to about wrap it up. As I said, for John Gibbons, this is John Arezzi. We'll talk more baseball with you right here next week. Have a great week, everyone. Go Jays. And let's go Mets. All right. Adios.